Hey, it's Bilal Vakani at BilalV87 on Twitter. Uh, we've got a SmackDown review for you, and this was really the show that brought us Stone Cold Kevin Owens, and it kicked off, uh, and I hate to start with the kickoff, but it really was the narrative of the whole night, but unlike all those other jerks, I'm going to stick to the main narrative, not just go in chronological order like some sort of Siri uh, robot. Kevin Owens interrupted uh, Ziggler, who Ziggler had driven in and had entered into the parking lot area apparently earlier in the day and was uh, offered an interview. Kevin Owens rolled up and honked his horn, which was very effective. They jawed and eventually fought. Shane came in, uh, split them apart, and because I guess Kevin quote-unquote instigated this, he booted Kevin Owens and canceled the main event. So an interesting, a different way, I'll give WWE credit, a different way to start SmackDown. We cut to Shane McMahon, apparently live backstage, who recapped what happened and just said there wouldn't be a main event, which was pretty useless. Uh, but that happened. Then we got Kevin Owens, uh, who just showed up ringside uh, with a mic somehow to rip Shane. Shane came out, told him to cut his mic, which they did. But for whatever reason, Kevin was able to pick up uh, another microphone, and that worked because apparently all the mics are hot, which is now how, not how microphones work. They're individually turned on and off, generally. Uh, and then even he grabbed Byron Saxton's headphone uh, after the mic was second mic was cut off, and that even worked, which was completely ridiculous. Uh, and the delay to do this was un completely unbelievable. Uh, technically, it really didn't work. Uh, it was a fun bit. Uh, KO sort of ripping Shane, saying nobody wanted to see him. And eventually, security came out to chase him off. Although, it made you wonder, where the hell is Sami Zayn? Uh, that would not get answered tonight. Later on, we saw Drew and Elias backstage uh, essentially reviewing Raw. and Or at least what happened to them on Raw. Ziggler interrupted, at first angry that he wouldn't be in the main event, but Shane turned his frown upside down and said he could face Roman Reigns in the main event to help them out, since I guess Shane had kind of helped him out? Sort of? Moving on, Roman Reigns uh, was backstage and cut a promo on Ziggler. This was better than his weird promo last night on Raw. And we found out Shane, well earlier on, we found out Shane would bring his team down. Uh, Shane was also on commentary while Elias and Drew McIntyre ran around ringside. Eventually, uh, Shane got involved. Uh, he was in the ring as everybody's on the outside when Kevin Owens came down and gave him a stunner. And that resulted in Roman Reigns getting the win. It's an interesting storyline. Uh, I like the idea of Kevin Owens emerging as a stone-cold Steve Austin type. It's a lot of Shane. Don't get me wrong. And it's weird that the Cedric Alexander thing was only mentioned here and he wasn't put in a program here. Um, I, I would have assumed he would tag him with Roman tonight. Uh, weird they didn't do that. Maybe in a handicap match. Uh, I didn't really feel like a main event. Like, I get that The Undertaker is part of this on Sunday, but I don't think it should close out the show. So why, why, if it can't close out Extreme Rules, why would it close out this show? I don't really know, especially when it closed out Raw as well. Uh, just sort of odd all around, uh, but some good moments and Kevin turning face and hopefully bringing Sami Zayn with him uh, and really channeling his inner Stone Cold Steve Austin was kind of great, reminded me a bit of CM Punk. So th there's a lot of positives here, but still kind of a bit of a misguided uh, way to focus. Really, what seemed like the better part of SmackDown, we got quick promos from uh, Joe directly after a highlight package of his rivalry with Kofi Kingston. This was, of course, excellent. We also got Paul Heyman uh, cutting off an interview, or at least walking past an interview that Kofi Kingston uh, walked into, not seeming to be phased at all by that, which was interesting. Uh, and this was a pretty good backstage interview. Kofi kind of setting up his match with Joe, and obviously this will be, this should be 
if not the main event, the second main event uh, after the the all you know winner takes all mixed tag match. We also got Nikki and Bailey in a contract signing. This didn't accomplish a whole lot except to uh, allow Nikki to reveal that if her and Alexa win, they would be co-champions, which uh, would not have been necessary if they had taken my advice last night on Raw, teased the stipulations both women wanted to put forward, and then after Nikki had gotten the stipulation, then she could have revealed this. Uh, why we needed an entire contract signing to set this up, I have no idea. Uh, Nikki also invited Bailey to stick around as she faced Carmella, who's apparently Bailey's friend. Nikki won. Bailey just kind of sat there. Um, okay. I really hope Sasha Banks comes back on Sunday, as being as is being reported. This that was okay, but it was not necessary. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura faced Finn Balor in what, what I was surprised to learn was a non-title match, but it makes sense. But you know, it's been a while. I would have rather we just get a title match. Shin Shinsuke cut. A promo before, and I couldn't tell you anything about it. It completely went over my head, and not in a good way. And I like, I don't care. Uh, Shinsuke needs a manager, or he needs to get better at promos. Uh, it wasn't terrible, but it's just forgettable. Uh, on the other hand, Finn cut such a good promo, I felt like it elevated the commentary after. Um, and I think the contrast of these two as talkers, and again, Finn is not the best, but he's very competent in the ring, and he's very competent on the mic. Uh, sorry, he's great in the ring. And he's very co- <clears throat> very competent on the mic, as I was not there. Uh, anyway, Shinsuke Nakamura got a pretty convincing uh, non-title win, which I, I don't know when, but this will set up a title match. Um, I'm okay with this. Uh, and this angle that Shin is refocused now that he's going solo is doable. Um, I almost kind of wish that Lana was managing him with Rusev in his corner. I almost would have been better because you would have had a, a talker and some muscle, and Shinsuke could kind of be stacking the deck in his favor because he's you know, maybe been underappreciated, undervalued before. I feel like that could have worked. Uh, and weird to just not be using Rusev and Lana. A tag Team Summit took place. And if you're wondering what a Tag Team Summit entails, um, I was too. And it turns out it's just the, them talking. Um, it's a good good name, though, for that. And I guess because there's three of them and you can't just call it a face-to-face-to-face-to-face-to-face. And this was great. Um, all three of these teams. Uh, interestingly, Otis kind of got the last word with Uncoming, which was not the first time that came up on SmackDown, which was a little weird and maybe a sign that Eric Bischoff is writing this stuff. But nevertheless, Otis also informed us he would have a triple threat match with Daniel Bryan and Woods. Uh, this was pretty good because Otis got the win by pinning Woods, not Daniel Bryan, and the commentary team was very good to point out this could happen on Sunday and the planet champions could lose the titles to uh, really either team and not be involved um and obviously that that is such a constant thing with triple threats but to illustrate it so well uh especially with a new team like uh heavy machinery now granted beating either of these teams for heavy machinery is insane um and for otis in this case but it worked very effectively uh, and i love all these teams i can't wait for this match we finally, well, we, we thought we would not find out who Alistair Black's opponent was, as apparently they were not going to show. And then, very slowly, and very well done, Cesaro, dressed all in white, showed up, cut a pretty good promo, sort of almost imitating Alistair Black. And, you know, this has been reported for some time. This would have been my most obvious pick. Um, I would have rather Bray Wyatt. But this worked. Um, and Cesaro can obviously take the loss to Black. 
and really allow him to come in with a lot of steam on SmackDown. So overall, I like this quite a bit. We also got another interview with Shelton Benjamin where he was asked about Ziggler versus Reigns. And he just shifted his eyes like the dog in The Simpsons. Um, I laughed. Like, I don't know how long you can have a character who doesn't talk, who only reminds you of is a bit from The Simpsons. Um, but it works, and I'm cool with it. it it's, again, I, I don't know. Uh, they might have pushed it to the limit here, but it was great. Uh, what's also working is Ali cut a promo on Evil. Uh, this looked a bit different from the last one. It was sort of had a different, uh, it had a more, more morali- mor- moral-based Moral. It had a moral. It wasn't so much just about him getting the title. Is what I'm trying to say, um, and that was a good, uh, good way to spice it up. And he, he really uh, is setting himself up to be a singles competitor. Whether that's more in the mid card, probably, but maybe potentially in the WWE title picture eventually as well. Um, although it's hard to imagine him going against Brock Lesnar if that's where we're going. We also got a video recap. Or it was, I don't know know if it was video or stills, of the, uh, I'm just going to call them the Warriors, the Kabuki Warriors, if you will, defeating the Iconics. Uh, It looks like like Paige didn't go with them to Japan if I was paying full attention. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. But Paige was backstage with them, and they wanted their title match tonight, which obviously was was not going to happen. Billy Kane, Billy Peyton Royce, and Billy Kay, not Billy Billy Payne or Billy Eilish, um, she feigned a and cow flu which is pretty funny um and Paige slapped her in the face and basically said their title shot was coming yeah eric bischoff has got to be writing this stuff um or maybe michael hayes i wouldn't put it past him or maybe vince mcmahon um because that's twice in one show and once in one show unless it's otis i can live with but twice when it's otis and somebody else um i give him credit they're not discriminating they're letting men and women tell you they're coming but that's pretty ridiculous. And uh, that's why we have a thesaurus, you know. I don't know, that's just weird. We also found out that Allison Brie uh, was going to be in ESPN Magazine with Becky Lynch. Good for them. Uh, I love Glow. I love Becky Lynch. Very cool combination. I'm sort of surprised. I know Glow has shown up on WWE once. Why they would not do more with that partnership, I have no idea. Because I would love to see that. Even if it's just acting, I think it'd be a lot of fun. <clears throat> certainly more fun than Mandy Rose and Sonya ambushing Ember at catering, alluding to how their loss to her made them closer and that she would have to get a tag team partner for next week or she'd fight them alone. Now, I'm guessing the reason it's next week is because it's going to be Carmella, um, which is okay. They've kind of teased that way. Um, I would almost, I would love it if she, if somebody came up, like Bianca Belair, um, you know, that would be awesome. I don't think it's going to happen. Although the Street Profits are on, sort of, the main roster, I don't think you'd call it that. So maybe. Although I guess it would be a different show to the Profits. And she, and so why I'm thinking this is Bianca Belair is married to uh, Montez Ford, who's in the Street Profits. Um. I'm going to have to continue to ponder that as it's not a perfect solution. But that was SmackDown in a nutshell. Um, It was fine. Um, But definitely the potential of Kevin Owens as the next Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold, really. I don't even need to say Steve Austin. 
um, is very alluring. Uh, I've got overtime to talk about it. And uh, gives me hope. Again, I think we are going to see a reset after Extreme Rules. Hopefully, that means Shane is out of the picture. Uh, maybe his remnants have some feuds. Um, and hopefully Sami Zayn and others come back. And Ali and Alistair Black and Bray Wyatt. Uh, and all these guys will see them in legit matches. But time will tell. Um, that's it for SmackDown. You can follow me at BilalV87 or on Twitter. On Twitter, That is on Twitter. Uh, this podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, and uh, eh, you know also on TalkShoe as well, which is a great platform. I've got a special show on Saturday, which I'm still trying to confirm a co-host for. Uh, we're going to be going to some uh, studio location in Toronto for that, um, where we'll do, I, I would assume, a Extreme Rules Picks uh, edition. And tomorrow, I'll take a look at 205 Live, NXT, and NXT UK. Until then, I've been Bilal Bakani, and peace out, y'all.